book ten part one of pharsalia dramatic episodes of the civil wars this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by phil schempf pharsalia by lucan translated by j d duff book ten caesar in egypt part one when caesar following those who bore the head first trod the shore accursed with egypt's fates his fortunes battled whether rome should pass in crimson conquest o'er the guilty land or memphis's arms should ravish the world victor and vanquished and the warning shade of magnus saved his kinsman from the sword first by crime assured his standards borne before he marched upon the pharian town and when the people jealous of their laws murmured against the fasces caesar knew their minds were adverse and that not for him was magnus's murder wrought and yet with brow dissembling fear intrepid through the shrines of egypt's gods he strode and round the fane of ancient isis bearing witness all to macedon's vigour in the days of old yet did nor gold nor ornament restrain his hasting steps nor worship of the gods nor city ramparts but in greed of gain he sought the cave dug out amid the tombs the madman offspring there of philip lies the famed pelion robber fortune's friend snatched off by fate avenging so the world in sacred sepulchre the hero's limbs which should be scattered o'er the earth repose still spared by fortune to these tyrant days for in a world to freedom once recalled all men had mocked the dust of him who set the baneful lesson that so many lands can serve one master macedon he left his home obscure athena he despised the conquest of his sire and spurred by feet through asia rushed with havoc of mankind plunging his sword through peoples streams unknown ran red with persian and with indian blood curse of all earth and thunderbolt of ill to every nation on the outer sea he launched his fleet to sail the ocean wave nor flame nor flood nor sterile libyan sands stayed back his course nor hammond's pathless shoals far to the west where downward slopes the world he would have led his armies and the poles had compassed and had drunk the fount of nile but came his latest day such end alone could nature place upon the madman king who jealous in death as when he won the world his empire with him took nor left an heir thus every city to the spoiler's hand was victim made yet in his fall was his babylon and parthia feared him shame on us that eastern nations dreaded more the lance of macedon than now the roman spear true that we rule beyond where takes its rise the burning southern breeze beyond the homes of western winds and to the northern star but towards the rising of the sun we yield to him who kept the arsacids in awe and puny pella held as province sure the parthian fatal to our roman arms now the stream pelusian of the nile was come the boyish king taming the rage of his effeminate people pledge of peace and caesar safely trod pelaean halls when cleopatra bribed her guard to break the harbour chains 
and born in little boat within the macedonian palace gates caesar unknowing entered egypt's shame fury of latium to the bane of rome unchaste for as the spartan queen of yore by fatal beauty argos urged to strife and ilium's homes so cleopatra roused italia's frenzy by her drum she called down on the capital terror if to speak such word be lawful mixed with roman arms cowered canopus hoping she might lead a pharian triumph caesar in her train and twas in doubt upon lucadian waves whether a woman not of roman blood should hold the world in awe such lofty thoughts seized on her soul upon that night in which the wanton daughter of pelaean kings first shared our leader's couches who shall blame antonius for the madness of his love when caesar's haughty breast drew in the flame who red with carnage mid the clash of arms in palace haunted by pompeius's shade gave place to love and in adulterous bed magnus forgotten from the queen impure to julia gave a brother on the bounds of furthest libya permitting thus his foe to gather he in dalliance base waited upon his mistress and to her pharos would give for her would conquer all then cleopatra trusting to her charms tearless approached him though in form of grief her tresses loose as though in sorrow torn so best becoming her and thus began if mighty caesar aught to noble birth be due give ear of logian race am i offspring illustrious from my father's throne cast forth to banishment unless thy hand restore me to the sceptre then a queen falls at thy feet embracing to our race bright star of justice thou nor first shall i as woman rule the cities of the nile for neither sex preferring pharaoh's bows to queenly governance of my parted sire read the last words by which tis mine to share with equal rights the kingdom and the bed and loves the boy his sister were he free but his affections and his sword alike pothinus orders nor wish i myself to wield my father's power but this my prayer save from this foul disgrace our royal house bid that the king shall reign and from the court remove this hateful varlet and his arms how swells his bosom for that his hand that shore pompeius's head and now he threats thee caesar also which the fates avert twas shame enough upon the earth and thee that of pothius magnus should have been the guilt or merit caesar's ears in vain had she implored but aided by her charms the wanton's prayers prevailed and by a night of shame ineffable passed with her judge she won his favour when between the pair caesar had made a peace by costliest gifts purchased a banquet of such glad event made fit memorial and with pomp the queen displayed her luxuries as yet unknown to roman fashions first up rose the hall like to a fane which this corrupted age could scarcely rear the lofty ceiling shone with richest tracery the beams were bound in golden coverings no scant veneer lay on its walls but built in solid blocks of marble gleamed the palace agate stood in sturdy columns bearing up the roof onyx and porphyry on the spacious floor were trodden neath the foot the mighty gates of marrows throughout were formed he mere adornment ivory clothed the hall 
and fixed upon the doors with labor rare shells of the tortoise gleamed from indian seas with frequent emeralds studded gems of price and yellow jasper on the coaches shone lustrous the coverlets the major part dipped more than once within the vats of tyre had drunk their juice part feathered as with gold part crimson dyed in manner as are passed through farian leash the threads there waited slaves in number as a people some in ranks by different blood distinguished some by age this band with libyan that with auburn hair red so that caesar on the banks of rhine none such had witnessed some with features scorched by torrid suns their locks in twisted coils drawn from their foreheads eunuchs too were there unhappy race and on the other side men full of age whose cheeks with growth of hair were hardly darkened upon either hand lay kings and caesar in the midst supreme there in her fatal beauty lay the queen thick daubed with unguents nor with throne content nor with her brother spouse laden she on neck and hair with all the red sea spoils and faint beneath the weight of gems and gold her snowy breast shone through sidonian lawn which woven close by shuttles of the east the art of nile had loosened ivory feet bore citron tablets brought from woods that wave on atlas such as caesar never saw when juba was his captive blind in soul by madness of ambition thus to fire by such profusion of her wealth the mind of caesar armed her guest in civil war not though he aimed with pitiless hand to grasp the riches of a world not though were here those ancient leaders of the simple age fabricius or curius stern of soul or he who consul left in sordid garb his tuscan plough could all their several hopes have risen to such spoil on plates of gold they piled the banquet sought in earth and air and from the deepest seas and nihilus's waves through all the world in craving for display no hunger urging frequent birds and beasts egypt's high gods they placed upon the board in crystal goblets water of the nile they handed and in massive cups of price was poured the wine no juice of mariot grape but noble vintage of falernian growth which in few years in marrow's vats had foamed for such the clime to ripeness on their brows chaplets were placed of roses ever young with glistening nard entwined and in their locks was cinnamon infused not yet in air its fragrance perished nor in foreign climes and rich amomum from the neighboring fields thus caesar learned the booty of a world to lavish and his breast was shamed of war waged with his son-in-law for meagre spoil and with the ferian realm he longed to find a cause of battle when of wine and feast they wearied and their pleasure found an end caesar drew out in colloquy the knight thus with a corius on the highest couch with linen aphod as a priest to be girt o thou devoted to all sacred rites loved by the gods as proves thy length of days tell if thou wilt whence sprang the farian race how lie their lands the manners of their tribes the form and worship of their deities expound the sculptures of your ancient fanes reveal your gods if willing to be known if to the athenian sage your fathers taught their mysteries 
who worthier than i to bear in trust the secrets of the world true by the rumour of my kinsman's flight here i was drawn yet also by your fame and even in the midst of war's alarms the stars and heavenly spaces have i conned nor shall eudoxus's year excel mine own but though such ardour burns within my breast such zeal to know the truth yet my chief wish to learn the source of your mysterious flood through ages hidden give me certain hope to see the fount of nile and civil war then shall i leave he spake and then the priest the secrets caesar of our mighty sires kept from the common people until now i hold it right to utter some may deem that silence on these wonders of the earth were greater piety but to the gods i hold it grateful that their handiwork and sacred edicts should be known to men a different power by the primal law each star possesses these alone control the movement of the sky with adverse force opposing while the sun divides the year and day from night and by his potent rays forbids the stars to pass their stated course the moon by her alternate phases sets the varying limits of the sea and shore neath saturn's sway the zone of ice and snow has passed while mars in lightning's fitful flames and winds abounds beneath high jupiter unvexed by storms abides a temperate air and fruitful venus's star contains the seeds of all things ruler of the boundless deep the god selenian whene'er he holds that part of heaven where the lion dwells with neighbouring cancer joined and sirius star flames in its fury where the circular path which marks the changes of the varying year gives to hot cancer and to capricorn their several stations under which doth lie the fount of nile he master of the waves strikes with his beam the waters forth the stream brims from his fount as ocean when the moon commands an increase nor shall curb his flow till night wins back her losses from the sun vain is the ancient earth that ethiop's snows send nile abundant forth upon the lands those mountains know nor north wind nor star of this are proof the breezes of the south fraught with warm vapours and the people's hue burn dark by suns and tis in time of spring when first are thawed the snows that ice-fed streams in swollen torrents tumble but the nile nor lifts his wave before the dog-star burns nor seeks again his banks until the sun in equal balance measures night and day nor are the laws that govern other streams obeyed by nile for in the wintry year were he in flood when distant far the sun his waters lack their office but he leaves his channel when the summer is at height tempering the torrid heat of egypt's clime such is the task of nile thus in the world he finds his purpose lest exceeding heat consume the lands and rising thus to meet enkindled lion to syene's prayer by cancer burnt gives ear nor curbs his wave till the slant sun and marrow's lengthening shades proclaim the autumn who shall give the cause twas parent nature's self that gave command thus for the needs of earth should flow the nile vain too the fable that the western winds control his current in continuous course at stated seasons governing the air 
or hurrying from occident to south clouds without number which in misty folds press on the waters or by constant blast forcing his current back whose several mouths burst on the sea so forced by seas and wind men say his billows pour upon the land some speak of hollow caverns breathing holes deep in the earth within whose mighty jaws waters in noiseless current underneath from northern cold to southern climes are drawn and when hot marrow pants beneath the sun then say they ganges through the silent depths and podus pass and from a single fount the nile arising not in single streams pours all the rivers forth and rumour says that when the sea which girdles in the world or flows thence rushes nile by lengthy course softening his saltiness more if it be true that ocean feeds the sun and heavenly fires then phoebus journeying by the burning crab sucks from its waters more than air can hold upon his passage this the cool of night pours on the nile if caesar tis my part to judge such difference twould seem that since creation's age has passed earth's veins by chance some waters hold and shaken cast them forth but others took when first the globe was formed a sure abode by him who framed the world fixed with the universe and roman thou in thirsting thus to know the source of nile dost as the pharian and persian kings and those of macedon nor any age refused the secret but the place prevailed remote by nature greatest of the kings by memphis worshipped alexander grudged to nile its mystery and to furthest earth sent chosen ethiops whom the crimson zone stayed in their further march while flowed his stream warm at their feet sesostris westward far reached to the ends of earth and necks of kings bent neath his chariot yoke but of the springs which fill your rivers rhone and po he drank not of the fount of nile cambyses king in madman quest led forth his host to where the long-lived races dwell then famine struck ate of his dead and nile unknown returned no lying rumour of thy hidden source has e'er made mention wheresoe'er thou art yet art thou sought nor yet has nation claimed in pride of place thy river as its own yet shall i tell so far as the god who veils thy fountain given me to know thy progress daring to upraise thy banks gainst fiery cancer's heat thou takes thy rise beneath the zenith straight towards the north and mid Buotes flowing to the couch bending or to the risings of the sun in sinuous bends alternate just alike to araby's peoples and to libyan sands by sares first beheld yet know they not whence art thou come and with no native stream strikes thou the ethiop fields nor knows the world to whom it owes thee nature ne'er revealed thy secret origin removed afar nor did she wish thee to be seen of men while still a tiny rivulet but preferred their wonder to their knowledge where the sun stays at his limit dost thou rise in flood untimely such try right to other lands a bearing try winter and by both the poles thou only wanderest here men ask thy rise and there thine ending marrow rich in soil and tilled by swarthy husbandmen divides thy broad expanse rejoicing in the leaves of groves of ebony 
which though spreading far their branching foliage by no breadth of shade soften the summer sun whose rays direct pass from the lion to the fervid earth next dost thou journey onwards past the realm of burning phoebus and the sterile sands with equal volume now with all thy strength gathering in one now in devious streams parting the bank that crumbles at thy touch then by our kingdom's gates where philae parts arabian peoples from egyptian fields the sluggish bosom of thy flood recalls thy wandering currents which through desert wastes flow gently on to where the merchant track divides the red sea waters from our own who gazing nile upon thy tranquil flow could picture how in wild array of foam where shelves the earth thy billows shall be plunged down the steep cataracts in fuming wrath that rocks should bar the passage of thy stream free from its source for whirled on high the spray aims at the stars and trembles all the air with rush of waters and with sounding roar the foaming mass down from the summit pours in hoary waves victorious next nile in all our ancient lore untrodden name stems firm thy torrent and the rocks we called springs of the river for that are here marked the earliest tokens of the coming flood with mountain shores now nature hems thee in and shuts thy waves from libya in the midst hence do thy waters run till memphis first forbids the barrier placed upon thy stream and gives thee access to the open fields End of Book 10, Part 1